0: to the last episode of Radio Trivia podcast edition of twenty twenty thirteen twenty twenty too hard. Of twenty (laughs) thirteen. Twenty twenty god damn it
1: (laughs) Well I'm just glad that you you fold that up with something, at least. You know, fold the, the last episode with some sort of year. Or tried to, because I I was like, wait, what? The last ever. I don't. This is too much. This is too much responsibility. I don't want to have that on my shoulders.
0: No, no. 2023. There we go. All right. Good. I said it. Episode 185. I don't know if I said that. I got so distracted. As in case you uh, couldn't figure it out, Guillaume is with us today from Radio Free Nintendo. Hi, Guillaume.
1: Hello, hello. Welcome yeah, it's back. Been, it's It's been a while. It's been a while. It's been two years, I believe. Um, like, I think that the, 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 that podcast was released, that episode was released on December 19th. So it's always around this time of year, it seems, that uh, <laughs> I, I get to, to, to say hi.
0: Well, I'm always like, eh, I probably should do one more for the year. And so here, here we are. <laughs> um, and uh got got kind of an eclectic lineup here. Uh, Guillaume picked, uh, I think, three of them. And I okay. picked two of them. So i sort of playing along, sort of not. I don't know if you you don't have to be put on the spot there. But it
1: sure. um, should be I fun. Always, I always try, but it's, uh, I, I'm not that good at it. I was just a... Uh, so I, I love this podcast, uh, but and I know that they don't release very often, but I, I had a backlog of them because I had been letting it build for a while but then i guess like you you let it build for long enough and then you kind of forget that you you've got them so i actually was listening to like halloween 2022 uh episode and like i don't know like someone uh, from the talk uh, Nintendo podcast suggested uh, shin megami tensei 4 or uh apocalypse Right. And uh, I was like, ah, shoot. Like, I missed my chance. Like, I missed it by this much. Uh, not realizing that this was not from a few months ago, but from a year and several Don't! months ago. <laughs> and then I was listening to my own episode. Yeah. Don't I had catch up started. the time we record next time. Yeah, I had started <laughs> listening to my own podcast from last year, uh, but it was like mid music. And I was like, oh, this is catchy. What is it? And it's, a, of course, like a game that I had played. I had chosen it was tetris effect and then i heard myself talk about it and i was like oh crap okay anyway all this to say <laughs> that um uh, uh, I, i'm not sure if the songs that i've recommended this time are as good as tetris effect but uh fingers crossed
0: eh can't all be like top tier stuff you know I, I yeah we it'll be, it'll be good b tier and c tier in this episode i'm being very positive here i don't mean that in a bad way but you know they, they can't all be like mario odyssey
1: right you can't just do final fantasy over and over again
0: yeah well i can but you know that'd be boring yes <laughs> okay let's get on with the first game <laughs> and this right. is one of guillaume's requests Discord is not doing this game any favors, but uh, hopefully you enjoyed that.
1: It. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got the idea, you know, I, I got the gist of it. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah.
0: one might be a little more uh, recognizable
1: sure yeah um do you want me to read the question
0: absolutely
1: all right so what is the convoluted story reason for the game reusing or repurposing locations to double the size of the game's world Um, Yeah. Should should I just blurt it out?
0: I I think so. I think you can give away the game here. It's not guessing or anything.
1: So, uh, it is Castlevania Harmony of Dissonance for the Game Boy Advance. Oh, uh, my
0: friggin' ears.
1: (laughs) Really? You, You didn't enjoy that?
0: I... (laughs) <laughs> when you suggest, these like, "I'm surprised this game hasn't been used yet," and I'm like, "Yeah, I'm not surprised this game hasn't been used yet." <laughs>
1: well, I, I, I don't know.
0: I don't. I don't like the instrumentation in this game. It hurts my ears, mm. and I mean, and it does lean into the the title a little bit, and dis, the music is more dissonant in right. this game too. So so a combination of kind of the weird, uh, like sort of Game Boy colorish, but not quite instrumentation plus the compositions i just i i don't know i i like most of the castlevania portable soundtrack this one i don't know and, it, and it's like God, i don't remember this game i know i own this game and mm-hmm. so i i found it i i, I actually just 30 minutes ago while i was while i was getting ready for the podcast i uh i turned it on and I'm like oh okay i only got like 45 percent way. Through this game, really that's how much the map it's showing has been right. cleared. So I was like, okay, that that explains why I really don't have much recollection of this game.
1: Right. And 45% is actually, uh, you know, like basically 25% because the, the, the it goes to 200%. Oh God.
0: <laughs> Castlevania. Why th- those games? Like they, they just feel like they have to extend themselves. And I mean that gets to the the hint question too. But what the hell, guys?
1: might as well uh say that as well to reveal the answer so the convoluted story reason for doubling uh the the size of the castle by making it basically two castles uh they're they're basically you know like two parallel worlds i suppose but uh th- there's very little different between them like it's always the same layout that's the same map essentially but y- the background is going to be different in one world than the other. The bosses are going to be different. The, the objects are going to be somewhere else, um, etc. But the story reason is that you are playing as uh, just uh, Belmont, who has a friend Maxim, who you know, like, like boyhood like rival, who was like basically competing for the the right to wield the vampire killer. Um, and you know, never measured up to uh, just, and uh, so went off on his own to gather Dracula's remains, to summon him in a weakened state and defeat him, and therefore, you know, be deserving of uh, wielding the Vampire Killer. But uh, doing so, gathering Dracula's remains, split his personality in two, and um, conjured the the, the castle. And, you know, like, basically a good version and a, you know, a bad side version, I suppose. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he... Like, the the castle was conjured from his mind and because he's now got, like, these two personalities or, like, his mind is split in two, there are two of them. As I said, it's kind of a That's convoluted. terrible. Yeah. yeah. Who cares about the story in a Castlevania game anyway? But, yeah, I don't know. I was playing through it. Now, maybe this is because I was playing the... Uh, the Castlevania Advance Collection, the one uh, by uh, developer M2, uh, recently, uh, like maybe two years ago on the Switch. Yeah. yeah. Um, they they really go the extra mile to make their collections nice, to make their um, their emulation extra nice. And in this case, uh, the music in the the the, uh, the the Game Boy Advance games is a higher bit rate than it would have been in the cartridge. So oh, I, wow, I, weird. Yeah, I feel like that helps a little bit to, to enjoy it. I don't know why you would, like, you, you can turn that off and just play with the original bitrate, but uh, why would you? Mm. Um, but also, like, maybe because I had been playing Symphony of the Night and then um, Circle of the Moon and then Harmony of Dissonance, but I was pleasantly surprised by the music because it is mostly different. Symphony of the Night, like, I don't know, there's only so many times that you can hear some rendition of Vampire, of uh, Bloody Tears, or what have you.
0: Oh, I concur, it's very different, and and so in that context, I can see you enjoying it. I, I don't know.
1: Yes, some (laughs) of it, some of the tracks I found kind of catchy, actually. I don't know, I I, I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. And and the game itself, like, boy, people online, uh, not enjoying it at all, just calling it like one of the worst Castlevanias, but I think that's way, uh, that's too harsh. Circle of the Moon has worse uh, exploration and action, it's just reusing a lot of stuff, it's not very well animated. Um, this one I find that the the exploration is kind of fun, except maybe a, a few faux pas, uh, because the... But, but it does eliminate one thing that bugs me, in these games in uh, Castlevania Metroidvanias and it's uh breakable walls you know like already in Castlevania games you swing your sword and you're stuck you're rooted in place as you execute the swing right like Mm it's it's not like Metroid where you can just run and gun and so like it's a very
0: it can be stopped yeah yeah
1: yeah and, and now, like in most Castlevania games, you have to swing your sword at every wall, or your whip, at every wall to see if it breaks. Um, and um, that, that just got to a point, like to a ridiculous degree in Circle of the Moon. Like every other wall seemed to be breakable, uh, and this game doesn't have breakable walls. Or, or like if it does they're uh, actually kind of you know they're visible you can see like this is an obstacle that you now have to use this item to destroy but otherwise like it's like they're all there are some walls that you can go through but again like it kind of makes sense because you'll see in the parallel castle like there's a passage there and then you go to this you know the the, the other version of the castle and you see oh there's a solid wall well let me try to you know slide anyway against this wall and then you just go through it um, mm-hmm. so so the you know like they, they mixed it up a little bit in terms of uh, exploration I, I enjoyed that a lot
0: for, for those who aren't remembering which Castlevania game is which this is the second GBA Castlevania game and um, my relationship with it is weird because I, I had circle of the moon. At launch, and I played it on an original Game Boy Advance, and I enjoyed it because it was my first Castlevania game I'd played in a very long time, and you know I never played Sir, uh, Symphony of the Night, so right. I mean, it, it, it was good in spite of you know being very dark, and and in a lot of ways, Harmony Dissonance was kind of the pendulum swing to the other end on on a lot of things, like you were saying about know, <laughs> the level design. It, it sounds like they really tried to do something very different there, but also in just the general presentation. So. Right, the, the the big knock on on uh, Circle of the Moon is that it's a very dark game, and I, I think the theory, or maybe it's been confirmed at this point, is that I mean, since it was development was mostly on dev kits, they didn't really realize just how dark it would be on the actual screen. So it's very hard to see what's going on, in, unless you're playing it on like a, a, a DS Lite or you know uh, a Game Boy Player or now that you know released collection that you were talking about. And so uh, Harmony Distance takes a very different approach they have very very bright kind of gaudy colors and uh, uh, your your character uh, just is like always has this glowing aura around him it's yeah. just you can easily see where he is and there's even kind of like a, uh, a a trail when you're jumping or whatever so you can see where you just were it's it's I mean, it's really trying to compensate. Yeah, there for are that.
1: a lot of options here, accessibility <laughs> options, I guess. You know, like <laughs> someone just turned on the the, the mouse trail thing on, right. the, on the game, basically. But are also, those optional? Uh,
0: because no, I, I, no, maybe no,
1: they're, they're not. You, okay, you can't turn okay. that off. I, mean, and, I, yeah, I didn't like,
0: find it to be distracting when I played a little bit of it. I just I found like, oh, that, that's that's interesting. I know why they did that. You know.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, it's kind of funny, and yeah, like I, I remember stories about the development of this game and like the subsequent games or the previous game. Like, yeah, like they, they chose, you know, the, the the kind of the pale, I think, white outline around the, the, the character to make him uh, stand out more, stuff like that. They were, they were reactions to the first game, and then I remember reading that the. Um, yeah, they, they they might not have been happy with the instrumentation used in Harmony of Dissonance either. Remember the the reviews picked up on that. Like they didn't like the they thought that the music was not as good as in Circle of the Moon. And so for Area of Sorrow, they uh, again they corrected that. They they specifically set out to have higher quality samples and to just uh, have better compositions. Maybe I don't know. Yeah,
0: well I I think I think the theory is that they they since um. I mean gba audio is done in, in software they they were uh you know allocating less resources to the audio and, and more to the visuals maybe in, in this game compared to the first and, and third GBA game.
1: right um, well i i just start well i'm halfway about halfway through area of sorrow and it's uh um, it, it's very good like definitely like it's got more animations it's got fantastic looking sprites and the music sounds better but actually I'm, I'm kind of disappointed by the music in that game because the the first area I feel like the it's not the hardest hitting uh, track that plays in the first area that while you're exploring and it seems to go on for too long like the the, the loop is very short and the uh, the area that you're exploring is very large. And uh, it takes you a while to get out of it, you know, and to, to experience a different track. And uh, so I, th- th- that's one thing that I appreciated from Harmony of Dissonance that was gone in Area of Sorrow, just the, the, the variety of music. Anyway, and also, like, um, recently on uh, Radio for Nintendo, we had someone, listener, write in about theming in games, like the reusing a motif... In, in several yep. tracks, you know, and and this game, Harmony of Dissonance, does that a lot. Oh there, yeah, there's a the
0: the f- da da. It's kind of everywhere.
1: So, yeah. Sorry, my my
0: uh, my daughter just came in the room here. Oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, no. So I, basically, Harmony of Dissonance, better than I remember. To me. Yeah, I
0: probably I probably didn't give it a fair shake because because I own it on the that Castlevania double pack that came out on GBA, which apparently worth a lot of money now, but I, I just bought it because I didn't own Aria Sorrow or Harm- Harmony of Dissonance. So I played Aria first because, you know, the reputation was it was a better game. So uh, doesn't surprise me that I kind of just said well, I've had enough Castlevania for now and stopped playing Harmony of Dissonance and completely forgot about it. Um, <laughs> not really fair to that game. It really isn't. <laughs> All right, uh, well, the composers there were, were Soshiro Hokai and Michiru Yamane. Guillaume is a bigger fan than I.
1: And how. Now, do you have a dog as well, or is that your daughter just No, hitting?
0: that that is my daughter. And, uh, <laughs> this is going to be interesting to edit now. Uh, there may just be noises out here. in its own way yeah very,
1: very cartoon I like it I, I like it Definitely a track that's made to be listened to over and over again without annoying someone.
0: Uh, it sounds like it might annoy me if I listen to it a lot of times. I don't know if you're being sarcastic or not.
1: I was being sarcastic,
0: yes. <laughs> well, my BS meter is not working today. Well, I don't know. I think I've only heard about like uh, two seconds of that before. So well, that was interesting.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll go ahead with the this game's question. Um, sure, go for it. Yeah, this game's story mode borrows characters from which unlikely Game Boy Color game? It's not enough, but it doesn't hold a candle to fever or chill.
0: Hey, super happy fun time. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Why am I worried all of a sudden? because we're. In question time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, I already yeah, asked that's the question, right?
1: I'm so really the... sick. <laughs> we'll have some uh, multivitamin, no super vitamins I can't remember what uh, <laughs> I can't remember with Dr. Mario 64 pedals, I think there are super vitamins
0: uh, <laughs> yeah, it's actually quite, uh, quite appropriate uh, we, were just, we were just talking before Pakistan, like, sickness is like all over North America mm-hmm. uh, not serious sickness but just you know respiratory illness is everywhere yep. happy holidays I- everyone
1: Yep, the, the North America needs Dr. Mario. <laughs> <laughs> needs to make a comeback. Uh, yeah, so, so I guess, uh, well, why not? The, the answer to the question is uh, Wario Land 3, because Wario is in this game, but also, like, the, the final boss of Wario Land 3 is in this game. The, the, the clown? The clown. Yeah, he works <laughs> he, he, he works in tandem with Dr. Scienstein.
0: This is to just
1: steal to steal the, the the super vitamin from Dr Mario.
0: Science Steen, really? Man, yep. this game was really a late N64 game that was very very rushed. Yep. Holy crap! Yep. <laughs> yeah, no.
1: The, the I, I tried the the to play through the the story. I played as Wario. There's almost no reason for Wario to be there because all he does is steal the multivitamin or the super vitamin from Mario and then immediately gets it stolen from him, and then both of them are running after characters that I don't really... that I didn't remember, you know? Like, I, I don't have that much of a clear uh, remembrance, you know, of, uh, of Wario Land 3 characters, so...
0: I, I love Wario Land 3, but I'm not sure I'd even remember most of them. I mean, they're just like, oh, yeah, I guess that's one of the baddies you get. Right.
1: Yeah, it's, um, it's very of its time, right? Like, they, they, they try to do the, the whole... Um, Oh, uh, there's a term for it. James would know it instantly. Um,
0: cross, cross promotional. Uh,
1: you're almost on it. Yeah, cross yeah. something, something. But yeah, like so, they, they were trying their hand at this. I guess the the N64 sales were flagging. Game Boy was super popular still, thanks to Pokemon mostly. And so the, the Nintendo kept trying to find ways to. Add more Game Boy into the N64, and vice versa. And I guess this was maybe one of those efforts. You know, I don't people... know. Wasn't this
0: like the last N64 games Nintendo published?
1: <laughs> it Might have been. Yeah, they, they, they were the. Yeah, they had given up basically at that point. Yeah,
0: but the weird thing is, this game has had weird legs on it. I mean, they've sort of ported or, or modified. You know, lifted this game couple of times right there was a nintendo puzzle collection i think Mm -hmm. it was called that only came out in japan um i owned a copy of that and that was like a weird porting of mario 60 dr mario 64 i think yoshi's cookie in a a version of panel de Mm pawn and and then it wasn't like dr luigi based on this game too or was that more of a different game
1: yeah, I don't know. Doctor Luigi might be its own thing because it had uh, Wii remote controls, right? Like you could use the, the pointer basically and like you could rotate your, your okay. Wii remote left and right. Uh and also it had L shaped pills, which oh, never I made had
0: any sense. That sense. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe yeah. I'm hallucinating a little there. But definitely the the uh penalty pawn collection thing, um that Doctor Martin 64. I think it's the same thing, yeah. basically. I mean, As they all have these weird, you know, story time things. Like Yoshi's Cookie one had a very similar presentation to it, of like right. you know, paper craft type or diorama yeah, type thing going on. Yeah, it's really weird. It's a very weird vibe for Doctor Martin 64. I guess it was sort of aping Yoshi's story, maybe, I, but not really. Just kind of going for a similar vibe. Very, very strange choice.
1: Yeah, like I, it was like, yeah, j- just some sort of, uh, yeah, story time, uh, story book kind of presentation with little cardboard cutout uh, puppets, you know. It's, um, I don't know, it didn't really work. I-, I guess that Nintendo back then had this whole Paper Mario thing going on. They were trying to, they were oh, big into uh, faking 2D into 3D or, or finding ways to make 2D peeling under 3D console.
0: Yeah, okay. Yeah. It
1: it worked better for some games than others.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Bit out of place on this one. Uh, Anyway, the the composer, well, the original Dr. Mario stuff was like a hip Tanaka, right? And I I think they still have Fever in this game, doesn't it? Don't they?
1: They do. I I didn't want to choose Fever or Chill, of course, because uh, that would have been way too easy, right? Mm -hmm, Uh, mm -hmm. Definitely these new songs, uh, Cube and uh, Kwekwe or QQ, or I don't know how to pronounce it. it's
0: that might be like what the squid sound is in Onomatopoeia in Japanese. Uh, Okay,
1: maybe, yeah. So both of those are in there, and I I was playing this game recently—not just the story, but like the—I was playing with like my my mother-in-law and uh, and Karen. And this is actually a good multiplayer game when you want to uh, have everyone uh, even footing, because the 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 difficulty options, the, the like the handicap options are so granular that you can basically find exactly the right spots for each person to be at and still, you know, be in the game, you know? So it was a lot of fun. And uh, it was always switch. We were always switching between Fever and Chill and nothing else. Oh, of course, of course. Uh,
0: Sorry, Seichi, Tokunaga, and I'm not sure if there was a... I looked at the credits because I watched the the credits just to get the names. And there is a third person that's called Sound Composer, and I don't know... What sound composer means? Like, it's the person who made the sound effects? It is not called sound effects.
1: Yeah, maybe. But the, the 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 tragic thing is that the the fever version in this game is actually really good. I really enjoy it. Uh, it. It's it's a little bit you know cartoony and bonkers. Like there's a little very early in the song, there's a little like that that's uh, every time or almost every time it made us laugh. Like some sort of like <laughs> duck, some sort of duck quack out of nowhere every two or three minutes as you are playing, and. Uh, you know like how the, the, the kids these days on the internet say uh like they'll they'll take a, a, a bit of a song and that that's unlikely like that's good to an unlikely degree for the game that it's in and they'll mm-hmm. say like, Oh, this this didn't need to go this hard and uh basically i had this thought in playing dr mario 64 uh listening to fever like it's got this weird and i'm, I'm hoping that you're going to be playing it under or conversation here but like yeah like it's got like this bassy drum line in uh, you know uh in the background i i don't know it's got some sort of effect uh on the drums that that mm. make them sound very very uh oomfy <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not a musician, so I don't know what the terms are. But yeah, and basically, like, I had that thought as I was playing the game. I was like, wow, they didn't have to go this hard.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I, I'm i not the biggest Dr. Mario 64 fan. I'm, I'm glad you had a lot of fun with this. I, I've, I've tried it a couple of times. I just, I don't know. I, I guess I'm just bad at these kind of puzzle games in general. And for mm. some reason, Dr. Mario 64 in particular just doesn't grab me. Or Doctor Mario uh, doesn't grab me in general, but I like the music, so it's like I always want to come back and like give another try. <laughs> but yeah. I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll just listen to the music. <laughs> I,
1: it's it's never been my favorite puzzle game, but I'm I, I guess I'm a new convert now, especially in multiplayer. It's uh it's pretty good. I, I encourage people to to give it a shot. It's on the Nintendo Online uh, Expansion Pack. Uh, so it's it's basically one of the only ways that you're gonna get to play uh, Doctor Mario these days.
0: Alrighty, uh, we're going to go to the next game here. It is not one that Guillaume knows. So, All right. on your thinking, Cap.
1: Always. Good news for me is that it's familiar, and uh, but but definitely like a, uh, the the hint question better help.
0: All right, well you got uh, you got two more songs here too, so
1: yeah, this should also help. They're definitely going for something here.
0: (laughs) All right, here's your hint question, Guillaume. On which island within the United States of America are our heroes vacationing at the start of this game?
1: I'm going to hate myself. Uh, (laughs) Well, at first I thought it was like, uh, you know, a new game. Well, it still might be a new game going for, you know, I I thought it was basically The Messenger uh, or something like that. Uh, Uh, But then I
0: I can hear that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But but now I recognize, uh, especially the third song was very helpful. This is a TMNT game. Now, and again, like I was saying earlier, like I was re-listening to uh, previous Radio for Nintendos and and James on his episode from last year talked about the sound profile. And I, I wish I was that impressive at being able to recognize like, oh yeah, this is the Square e- the, the Enix sound profile. <laughs> um, I'm not. I, I recognize Konami, but I, I couldn't even tell you. It, it sounded maybe a little bit Game Boy-ish, but just the, the third... Song. The other ones, not so much. So, I'm very confused. I'm going to go still with a Game Boy game, I guess. I'm going to go with um, Nutfall of the Foot Clan, but the second one, uh, Back to the Sewers, if it's called.
0: Ah, well, um, that's a good guess. You're very close. I mean, you you, you get half credit, maybe. This is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, the Manhattan Project for NES.
1: Ah, for God's sake.
0: yeah. No, no, you, I mean, you're as close as you were going to be without getting it. I mean, no, that's yeah, good.
1: well, I, I probably could have, yeah, like, the, the first one was unlikely to be a Game Boy track. I don't know why the third one I thought was so Game boy but anyway, it kind of messed me up. But uh, I was my, my other guess would have been, like, Shredder's Revenge, so I would have been no closer.
0: Hmm. Well, uh, so this is the, I think it's an NES only until, like, the recent collection came out. Mm-hmm. Um, sequel to, um, essentially the NES version of the arcade game, um, and I, I just recently purchased that uh, Kowabunga collection. I, I was hoping mm-hmm. to play a little more before we recorded, but I just, I just never got around to it. I, I poked around a little bit on a couple of the games. Uh, my kids weren't didn't seem that interested in watching me play it, so I just sort of put it down. Um, I mean, this is, this is a series I definitely have a lot of nostalgia for. I, mm. I've only played, like, it, I think I own the, the arcade game on NES, so I played sure. that a fair amount, and, you know, I was decent at it, you know, back in the day, but in general, I, I always forget just how bad I am in these brawler games, and so, <laughs> I mean, it's, it is kind of nice, I guess, that you can just, like, have infinite quarters on, on the uh, on the arcade game. Um, so I, you know, I'll, I'll probably play through that a little bit. But this, this is the NES game, which I mean, it's probably one of the more obscure releases in the pack. And um, and I'm I'm very curious about this. Did, you're you're kind of an expert on the, on these games because you like followers and you know, I know you play them a lot. Um,
1: I do, and I grew up with the uh, Ninja Turtles and, uh, well, as you did as well, but I mean, uh, yeah, lots of, like you say you own the arcade game on the NES, lots of people, lots of kids own (laughs) the arcade game on the NES. Yes, yes, Um, I I know. (laughs) Yeah, and and yeah, you're right, Manhattan Project, I think, was uh, maybe like the... not that the fad had passed but uh, not as many definitely like fewer kids were interested in uh, new NES games by the time that that came out I think so the -hmm. the, the first TMNT that was not a brawler was very popular and then the arcade game of course and then Manhattan Project it's this big like oh yeah like I never really had the, 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 the chance to play that before um, the, uh, I mean, like, yeah, like, don't feel too bad about that being too good at be- about uh, at these games because Karen and I played through them. Uh, Karen kind of developed a uh, uh, oh, again, what's the word for it? The injury for repetitive
0: uh, oh, rep- uh, repetitive stress injury.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, so she she kind of got that as uh, she was mashing the button to to kill the uh, the, the robots of the Foot Clan. Um, so that that's not good, <laughs> no. but also like I, I realized, I played the collection, the Koabunga collection, after playing Shredder's Revenge, and Shredder's Revenge is, you know, just that showed me just how good Shredder's Revenge was because it showed you it it was basically a uh, a remake. Of all those Ninja Turtles games, but they, they made it better. They made it look like you remembered them looking, and it plays so much better. And the uh, the arcade game from back then, from the 90s, uh, on NES, but also like the other versions too, the arcade version, but maybe specifically the NES version, like the the, the hit boxes are not where you'd think, you know? Yeah. Like you have you have to swing your weapon way earlier than you think. Um otherwise you're 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 gonna go through them. You know? Like if you're, you're if you're too close to the enemies, you're actually not gonna hit them. Which is very annoying. Uh they have to be a little bit out of your reach, it seems, uh for for you to actually hit them.
0: Okay. I knew there was something something a little off but I always thought it was just me just having bad timing or something.
1: Yeah, no, they they're not uh, they're not good <laughs> in terms of the the headboxes. So you are yeah, saying like I made a
0: bad purchase? No, not, that's not really fair. I mean, it, it is an interesting collection of you know historical artifacts, and I you yeah. know I you know like the, the original Ninja Turtle game uh, on NES is something like I always like played a little bit of at a friend's house, but never really yeah. got to wrap my head around kind of what it was, and and, and in a weird way, it kind of. I have this mental picture of it being kind of almost like Goonies in a way, or Goonies 2, but I don't know if that's really a fair comparison. Um, I, think well, both, probably, I think that was made yeah. by Konami, right? They're, all, they're both Konami games, so it yes. might be. Um, so I, I am kind of curious. Just I know it's not the most highly regarded game out there, but um, I'm I'm kind of curious to to kind of sip through that stuff.
1: Yeah, I didn't own an NES growing up. I had a Game Boy, so I had Fall of the Foot Clan. And it's not a great game. It's very, very basic, Uh, and it's kind of funny. One of the nice things about this collection is that they have the games. uh, They have different options for the games, so they also have so much documentation from Konami, like the uh, Digital Eclipse, the developer of this collection. They they asked Konami like can you know can you send us whatever concept art you have etc. and they got so much more back than they expected. Uh, it, it's kind of crazy. And uh, so one of the things that I I, I I looked at in the collection was the um, the the basically the 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 planning like the, the the whole stages on graph paper of the levels for for the uh, for for the Game Boy game. And so, that's very cool to see, but also it showed me, like, back in the day, games were always, uh, in my mind, so much bigger than they actually were. You know, there was always the possibility of secrets anywhere. Right. Um, so, I would pl- play and replay a game over and over again, hoping to stumble upon something that I had never seen. And so, looking at the the... That graph paper, like it just showed me, like nope, nope. You saw absolutely 100% of the content that was in that game. <laughs> you missed absolutely nothing. It's just a very short, very simple game. Um, but yeah, I had fun with it back then. L- less cool. so today, but you know, it- it's a all it's right. a cool collection.
0: I got I got, I, got, I, got I didn't look at all at the at the uh, extras. So that's mm-hmm. that's definitely sounds interesting. Yeah. Um, anyway, the uh, there were three composers cited here. Uh, I don't know if you want me to read them all off or not, but good job, Konami team. It's good music. And uh, and do you remember where they're vacationing at the start of this game? By any chance?
1: An island. Was well, is it Manhattan? Like.
0: No, because they're on vacation, right? That would be like where they.
1: Right. <laughs> I. Yeah,
0: that's okay. It's what, Key is West state an Island. Oh, Key no, West. Key okay, West, that Florida. makes more yeah. sense.
1: Yes. I guess they would have been trapped in the, the... Whatever happens in the Manhattan... What's it called again?
0: It's called the no? Manhattan Project. And I'm not sure... Um, I mean, obviously, it's like a reference to the Manhattan Project in real life. But I don't know right. if there's any, um, you know, plot-wise, any, any link there in terms of something happening in yeah. Manhattan
1: or not. Who, who really cares, right? Because that that's one thing that I realized also playing through this collection. Like, they just kept remixing the same game over and over yeah. again. Sure. The Manhattan Project, same locations as the the Hyperstone heist for the Genesis, and uh, yeah, like it's always the same stuff.
0: <sighs> well, what do you expect from a brawler with the same franchise? Seriously, yeah. you're milking it, man.
1: Yep, sure were.
0: All right, we're uh, man, we're we're already 50 minutes in here. Um, All right. Alright, let's let's uh keep it rolling here. Um I'm I'm glad you at least got like the franchise, because uh, I would have been really disappointed. <laughs> <'Cause Yeah. laughs> I definitely chose this with you in mind. <laughs> Thank um, you. And then uh, here comes the next one, which uh you don't know this one either, so Tirtl in Happy shade. Tirtle Power. Did they did they do that right? Next
2: I
1: Christmas episode, but we're in the Halloween episode, maybe? I,
0: I don't know, it's kind of mysterious there. Mm. Yeah, I, I guess I didn't really do a halloween thing, or a Christmas thing here, did I? Uh, oh, well. Yeah. Ah, should have thought of that, mm. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, Well, you know, maybe, maybe I'll throw something in, like, the intro. that I, I think I've i used, like, uh, Diddy Kong Racing Christmassy music before, so I you don't know. I could probably sneak something in here somewhere. He called me out, man. Now I'm looking to see if I can edit something in
1: post. Just swap out no, a song. It's fine. Or I'm just—it's uh, very Halloweeny, and I was like, uh, "That I was last spent. episode, right?" So confused. Uh, that was very like space uh, or future, techy thing.
0: Christmas in the future. See, there you go. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. The dubious premise of this game's single-player campaign—another oh, dubious premise here—is mm. to deactivate huge engines propelling what device? <laughs>
1: I'm so confused. Um I don't think this game was chosen with me in mind, unlike no, no, Ninja, no, Ninja Turtles. No. Yeah. So uh, for a bit, you know, like the first song I thought immediately Luigi's mentioned, but that it would be unlikely that from you that it wouldn't have been used already, like any of them. Um then I thought maybe it's like World War Move It. I haven't played enough of that game. But I I thought that there was kind of maybe like a goofy Nintendo quality to the songs. But um, now it sounds from the question that it's maybe primarily a multiplayer game. And I don't know if you need a reason to to play single player Mario Party, but I'm just going to go with the latest one. What is it? Super Mario Party?
0: All right, well, this is, as you surmised, primarily a multiplayer game, in my okay. opinion. Um, this is Bomberman Jetters for the GameCube and oh. other... And this is a game I thought we'd use, and I then selected it uh, as kind of a backup pick for last episode, so hence the Halloween music, you called me out on that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, I, I could have at least talked about it, so maybe I discussed it but didn't actually use it on some prior episode, I'm not I'm not sure... But this is um, this is the second GameCube game, and actually in Japan that came out like six months after Bomberman Generation. So it was definitely kind of a recycle regurgitate because this was a tie-in um, to, I guess, an anime by the same name. Um, they kind of redesigned Bomberman. He looks, I guess, like the anime. I, I don't know. So it's, okay. it's one of these weird games where, like in Japan, it was like basically the same game as Bomb Generation coming out six months later. Basically, a lot, I mean, you may as well call it a level back from what I can tell. Um, and then it came out like two years later in the U.S. because that's like when the anime came over. So, <laughs> right. If you remember that era, there were a lot of games that got held held back from um, international release until the anime catches up. You know, either it comes out or maybe, you know, the anime is further behind and, you know, like a 300 series animes you get like... Like the first Dragon Ball Z game made by this company, or first Bleach game, you know, even though it's like three years old, you know, it's it's of that era, right? Um, and uh, and so this is a cel shaded game. It's 3D. Uh, so like the single player mode, you're like you have this. It's kind of like a Pokemon Sidekick type thing where you can suck little monsters, and of course you can you know throw and kick bombs, and you're just trying to get through the levels. You know, some simple puzzles. And I you mean, know, I like Bomberman Generation well enough. Single-player, um, and and this game basically is the same thing. Um, and, and obviously, you know, Bomberman multiplayer is really the meat of a Bomberman game. Really, is the multiplayer, right? And so, right. Um, yeah, I, again, I, didn't, I didn't play Jetters, but I mean, it, it looked like I watched some videos. I mean, yeah, it's, it's it's basically the same as Generation. It had very good multiplayer modes. Um, so you know, Bomberman's sort of series. Like it doesn't, it almost doesn't matter which one you. Get it's it's going to be a very similar experience as long as it's not like the first few, Right. but it's it's good fun if you have one of those on hand.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, not that I would give myself any points or anything, but uh, at least I was kind of adjacent. Like uh, I, I I was trying the whole uh, sound profile thing, and uh, <laughs> you know I got Hudson basically. Yeah, Mario you did Party, actually. And,
0: yeah. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't catch that. Yeah, you you absolutely did.
1: And we we all know that Wario and Bomberman are are. Frenemies? Friends? Enemies? I don't know. But they, they, they were in a game together, so to, to me, that, that counts for something.
0: There you go. Quarter point. Awesome. So, the, the premise of this game's single-player campaign is that uh, the enemy that... The same the same big bad guy from the first uh, uh, GameCube game, the one I, I'm more familiar with, Mujo, um Apparently, is created an artificial comet um, called the Dark Star, and and you have to deactivate the huge engines that are powering it. And and the premise itself just makes no sense to me, just Mm -hmm. reading the premise. Because, well, even if you turn off the engines, wouldn't mean gravity stay in motion? I mean, an object that stays (laughs) in motion. So, is it that it's like if it doesn't accelerate more, it's going to not maybe won't hit. It'll miss because you're not it's it, it'll miss the trajectory because it's not accelerating anymore i'm just i'm i'm just not sure i understand the premise because yeah yeah I'm and also this like
1: if, if you're putting engines on a piece of rock like it's not really you're not cre- you've not created an esseroid you've created a, a missile basically
0: yeah oh it might be like a metal comet or something i don't know but even so i mean it, the whole thing just like okay whatever I don't think the whole thing takes place on that comet, because that would be a boring setting for the entire game, so... I just didn't care enough to investigate the the, the excuses for going to different pl- planets or whatever or regions of Planet Bomberman or Planet Bomber or whatever the hell they call the damn thing. <laughs> I'm sorry, sure. I just the the world building of, of Bomberman really does not interest me much. <laughs> guilty is <as> charged. <laughs> as as much as you kind of say all the teenage mutant ninja Turtles games were the same, I think Bomberman maybe is more guilty of it. <laughs> oh yeah. So, anyway, I, I wanted to use it just because uh, it was something that I thought we had used. And, you know, I, I like Bomberman Generation well enough. So, that, the components were Hiro Kobayashi and, and Shohei Bando. Um, I wouldn't go out of my way to find this particular game, but, you know.
1: If it shows up on NSO, uh, why not?
0: Yeah, if they start doing GameCube games. I, I, did, I do have a special fondness for. For the Bomberman generation. I suspect it's mostly nostalgia. If I went back and replayed it, I'd probably think this thing's crap, but um, I, I don't recall disliking. I remember it being a little bit janky at times, but um, I mean, you know, I had like full boss battles and, you know, stuff. So I, I, I think uh, I think there is some merit at least to the first one. I, I can't speak to Jettors, uh, but the, I, I fear the, for the worst, just given the timeline for the thing, sure. thing's development. Uh, all right, we got one game left. It is Yom's last pick here.
2: Yeah.
1: was a yeah nice little adventure tune.
0: Maybe it was the Discord um, compression going on with that. There was one thing and it sounded like, like the Nintendo Switch snap sound. I don't know if that's <laughs> the compression or if that's actually what it sounds like.
1: Yeah, I don't remember that from the music, no.
0: Alright, well then, I'm, I'm hallucinating. Hooray! <laughs>
1: So uh, the question for this game the opening of this game pays homage to which highly regarded 90s RPG? Speaking of theming, um, this, has, uh, this game has that a lot as well. Um, this game being Chained Echoes.
0: I feel like this is a game I should know more about than I know about it. Um, I'm just looking at it, very, very, very well reviewed.
1: Yeah, let me tell you, Michael, more people should know more about Chained Echoes, in my opinion. It is uh, an excellent little game that took basically one man, except not really. I mean, like, he he designed the game and made the pixel art and everything. The music is not by this one guy. Um, but uh, anyway, like, so it mostly one man effort. It took him seven years uh, mm. to make this game. It is surprising how good this game turned out, because personally, usually I, I get sometimes annoyed by the idiosyncrasies of uh, games made by one person basically yeah. Like, yeah. So, so a lot of people need editors more than they realize but uh, I, I was uh, I, I just love this game's music and the, the way that you level up this is an RPG um, the, the the combat systems are, are very cool and uh, I've spoken at length uh, about this game on radio for Nintendo. I will probably talk about it again. Um, so I don't have to go on and on about it, but it is a, a very good RPG that I recommend to everyone. And it, it kind of didn't... I don't know like if it's because it didn't come out at the right time or something. I feel like a lot of... It, it, it is very popular on Steam because it released pretty quickly around the time that uh, the, the Steam Deck came out mm. and it was Steam Deck compatible. So a lot of Steam Deck owners are big fans of this game. And then when it came out on Switch, uh, it must have been overshadowed by something else, but I, I did not hear about it as much. But um, yeah, excellent RPG that uh, any Japanese RPG fan would do well to uh, to look into. Cool. As, as for the... Uh, yep. Is uh,
0: would you say it's like about like twenty hours? I assume it's not a super long RPG, but
1: um. oh, unfortunately, you would be wrong. Oh, uh, no. It is longer than you would think. Uh, it, it kind of took me several months to get through, but in the middle of that was like a, a month long vacation. Um, which, which kind of uh, anyway so it was not my, my run through the game was not optimal I had a big break in the middle of it but I was still able to, to pick it back up and enjoy it but yeah like uh, that, I guess that would be one downside of the games is that maybe it's it's longer than you would expect and want it to because of the way it looks you know like the uh, kind of indie RPGs nowadays made in the 2D 16 bit ish art style you, you kind of expect to be 15 hours 20 hours at most but you yeah, know this yeah. is this goes on this took me about 70 hours but oh wow but that was me trying to do everything so i'm sure you can finish it quicker but i would say probably no less than 40 hours
0: that's more than i would expect from a one mostly one man project
1: yeah yeah no but it's uh it's very impressive in a lot of respects and i I don't i didn't find it too long i just i was surprised by its length because of the way it looks and you know what we expect of these games now but um i I can't say that i was like ah shit like there's still more of this like you know i yeah i had a good time and uh as for the uh the the answer to the question uh, the opening pays homage to chrono trigger uh it's it's very you know evident uh it starts out with uh, uh, the character's mom just talking to him like telling him to wake up and he's got to go uh, in town and uh, but then the 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 mom character just keeps saying like you gotta wake up you gotta wake up even though he's already up and then <laughs> uh, you know just smacks him in the face and turns out that he's just uh sleeping dreaming inside of a an airship and it's his friend just waking him up before going to war basically um so yeah so it starts out you know like the, the the game wants you to know like yeah i've played the same games you have i have the same references you have uh but then it turns very quickly into its own thing you're not just playing the game of someone who was like who's played Chrono Trigger and was like oh, I want to make one of those or who's played Final Fantasy 6 mm-hmm. and I want to make one of those like he, he's definitely played those games but he's made his own thing
0: cool alright well uh, we should probably wrap this up that that was composed by Eddie Mariah Nucro and I hope I pronounced that correctly it's a very long name um, mm-hmm. well not a very long name I, 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 I'll be quiet <laughs> bye everyone thank you for listening <laughs>
1: Uh, and, uh, thanks for longer. having me this was fun <laughs> <laughs> you've seen longer <laughs> yeah sure
0: um, thank you Gil, All right. for, for joining me and uh, and choosing a lot of the games and songs so it makes my life easier for putting this together uh, if you have a request you can email me at typ at nintendoworldreport.com I didn't use any of them this time but I do have that list and I do consult it um, some games are harder to to use than others so um, please do send in uh, requests uh sure we'll be in an episode in a couple months this is not the last episode at least that's not my intent um, <laughs> you can listen to Gil much more regularly at radio free nintendo um mm-hmm.
1: every week
0: yeah every week um and uh, I've, I've given up on that that lofty goal a long time ago so uh good night goodbye and uh, have a uh, hopefully a, a happy new year
1: yeah you too and uh, i don't know if you were talking to me or the listeners but to you and to all yeah happy new year
0: Castlevania Harmony of Dissonance is copyright 2002, Konami. Dr. Mario 64 is copyright 2001, Nintendo. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, The Manhattan Project, is copyright 1992, Konami. Bomberman Jetters is copyright 2002, Hudson Soft. Chained Echoes is copyright 2022, Deck 13, Spotlight. super happy fun time